0: Hello, my friend.
1: What's good, my dude?
0: <laughs> nothing much, just sitting good. around. What about you? Uh,
1: I feel you. I've had a semi-busy day, but nothing too exciting.
0: Yeah, I've you know, mostly just been, uh you know, applying job after job, which is really fun.
1: <sighs> dude, I hated those days when I was back in the day. I stocked shelves at a. Uh, it's not like a department store, but it's not like a pharmacy. It's kind of, you know what, best description of it is like a Sears. It. It's like a Sears and a Walgreens together. Oh. Or like a Sears and a CVS. More like a CVS. But like, do you know, what do you guys have Shoppers Drug Mart down there? No, we don't. Okay. Um, Pharmasave. Nope. Okay. So those are Canadian brands. Wonderful. <laughs> um but like they have um an appliance section they have an electronic section they have like a health and wellness section they have like for vitamins and um whatnot and then they have um a makeup section as well cool so we'll and, look everything. like like, yeah, like an all-in-one with, um, like, in the electronics has a camera department and also, like, prints photos. Um, and then they sell, like, computers and video games and, like, all that shit, too. So, and I, that's, that's what I worked at as a, as a young kid. I did the morning shift because I didn't want to fucking, here's here was my reasoning to why I um, worked the morning shift. I didn't want anyone to fucking know that I worked there, (laughs) because I worked the the five thirty to nine thirty shift, and the store didn't open till either nine thirty or ten.
0: Oh dang! So yeah,
1: for you, it was perfect, right? I would just go there, and like it was enough. It was enough for me to. Afford to live 20 hours a week. And I could live off of that. Which was pretty sweet. So I would go to work at 530 to 9 or 530 to 930. Or it was like 5 to 9. And then I would get off, sleep for like four hours. And then I would have like my whole fucking day. I would sleep before my shift and do that.
0: Yeah,
1: that sounds legit. Right? Looking back at it, like, I don't, I rarely ever talk about my like, what I feel like are my accomplishments and shit like that, because I feel like what I think is um, an accomplishment makes other people feel really, really shitty. Right? Like, the, you know, like how people are just like, oh, I wish I had thought of that. Yeah. Right? I was that person that thought of that. Right? And, so i didn't ever really get like forty points in a basketball game, but I was able to make sure that every fucking person on my team felt good. I was not the best basketball player, but like I was um the captain though all the kids looked at me for like leadership
0: oh that's awesome, yeah, yeah I was not very good at basketball either <laughs> right
1: now i and to date still suck at it and it's, it's interesting what we do as kids. So, like, let's just dive into this one, okay? There's a big wave coming up. We're going to have some fun surfing this one. Okay, so, like, <laughs> we're going to talk about childhood for a second here. And we're going to talk about the things that we do because we don't know better. Mm. And we're not going to get too dark and, and into, like, into any area there. We're going to keep it pretty fucking mild for this example And talk about why I played basketball. So growing up, I was a prodigy at writing. I didn't like fucking reading. Reading bored the shit out of me because I thought that I could create better stories in my head. So to date, I've read maybe 20 to 25 fictional books. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas like people that are notorious readers usually read a ton of fiction. And not a lot of nonfiction. I've read more nonfiction books in my life than I've read fiction books. Oh,
0: yeah. Me too. Like,
1: oh. way more. Way more. Um, but I was, uh, I was a notorious writer as a kid to, to, the, to the point of, I don't know if you remember these old, like, what they would call exercise books. But they were just little journals that, like, you could open up and they had, like, the big spacing. So, like, when you were first learning to print, right, you could do, like, a big letter A a big Mm -hmm. letter B or you could do a little B and it had like the dashes in the, um, uh, what do you call it? In the,
0: in in between. Yeah. In the
1: middle. Right. To, to let you know where the middle was in there. So like I had, I went through like books of those just writing and my teacher looked at them going, how are you getting through these books so fast? And one, I was just like a writer. Like I just fucking did it. Yeah. Um, but two, but two, I was double spacing and like really skipping a lot of lines. And the teacher said, you know what? Go back and just write another story in between those lines. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I went back. um, I found them. I found one of them a couple of years ago and started reading through it and could not understand what i was saying. (laughs) Right. And then then I remembered I was just like, oh, shit there's two stories here. Each line represents like the first and third line. And like the first fifth, like every odd line was a line was a different story all at once going down, but they didn't like overlap. So like, you couldn't understand, like you couldn't read it down the line. Mm-hmm. Least, right. You could only read, like you'd have to skip every line. I was just like, fuck. But like, In grade seven, we got this, we got proposed a short story that we had to write. And by the time that the bell had rung, I'd already gone through the five sheets of paper that the teacher gave me, needed more, and wanted to write it at home. Damn. And the the teacher didn't quite understand. And my mom explained it to him. She's just like, he's got a lot to explain in his head. Like, My mom knew who I was very, very young, but wasn't sure how to really help explore that. And so my dad and my mom decided that it was best for my sister and I to either take up a sport or take up a musical instrument just to have as a background. Yeah. And I was a tall ass kid. So... I'm not going to fucking play piano. I'm not going to play guitar. I don't get music at all, Allie. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Sheet music does not make sense to me. Playing chords doesn't make sense to me. Hearing it, I know what I like and what I don't like. That's basically it.
0: It does take practice, you know.
1: It's, um, do you have headphones?
0: Yeah.
1: Do you have, do you have them in? No. Okay. Can I ask a favor? Yeah. Can you put them in?
0: um if i can find some
1: (laughs) oh so you're just saying that yes you have headphones in the general sense of hey i have headphones yeah (laughs) i thought you would have been like having i thought you were one of those notorious people that like have them around but i guess you have a kid so you probably need to hide things too
0: well to be honest with you i've been using like my um my apple Oh, the Airpods, the Airpods, Airpods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could not think of the name. Yeah, but I'm, like, very scared to continue to use them on, like, a, a regular basis. I'm yeah, no, I them. hear
1: you, dude.
0: I read this um, article that, like, 500 scientists were getting together um, to, well, they probably already did do it, but they were signing a petition to um, have it recalled because they sit so deep in your in your ear canal. Um that really what it does is it's it's not supposed to be cancerous but it hardens your um canal huh that goes straight from your ear to your brain
1: i can see that
0: yeah so um, yeah i'll put in those things for a little bit
1: <laughs> i'm i'm glad i don't have those
0: it's scary right why take yeah. the
1: risk oh no there's i mean here's that's the thing right like it's this is how um this is how stupid people are do you want to like i don't ever really like i don't ever talk about my distaste for humanity i do my best to like keep it on like an up beat for the most part right but ali what the fuck are people thinking smoking still
0: Oh, smoking cigarettes. They think right. that it, they think that it. Um, they think that it honestly is a way to relieve stress.
1: Oh no, it, it Well, that is it's what they think because they built that in their head of a distraction. Like you could go and build model fucking cars, and like as long as you can get into a zen moment, you can fucking relax there too, right? And while there is probably some form of narcotic within the cigarette that you know, like nicotine or something that fucking releases. Something into your system that makes you feel okay for the moment. Yeah. Still doesn't make it fucking right to smoke and do that to your body. Right? You Like, people know the harms of what cigarettes cause and still do it. Which means that people know the harm and the cause of AirPods. Still go and buy them. Still put them in their fucking ears. They still vape. I don't they think still... people
0: know that about the AirPods. I no, actually... they do. A lot
1: of fucking really? people do. Tons of people do and they still...
0: I guess, actually, well, I think it's been so dismissed. Like, I remember when I was a child, when the Bluetooth ear, or, yeah, earpieces became very popular, and everybody I heard, (laughs) making fun of people who wore them, were like, oh, you're going to have cancer by the time you're, whatever, because your phone's always in your ear.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But I think because it's been so normalized, and everybody wants convenience. That who, if I walked up to uh, you and I said, Hey, those could give you cancer, you'd probably be like, What the fuck? and get away. People would honestly be weirded out at this point. The only reason I even looked up anything about AirPods is because of some dude I follow on Twitter made some random post about it and cancer, and I was like, What? But it's because I'll second guess that and I'll like research
1: it. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's what, that's what it is to be human. Mm -hmm. Is to second guess, to doubt, to like, that's, that is the probably the biggest hurdle that human beings face is that we second guess ourselves all the time, but it's not true. It's only true after a certain moment. There is a moment in life that everybody has. It's different for everybody, but there's a moment in life that everybody has where you learn to doubt yourself. No one teaches you this. No one says, hey, you should worry about this. You come to the conclusion at some point that says, I don't know. And some people get to the conclusion of, I may never know. And people get really lost there. Like they get super lost in not making a decision and then letting that be the decision they make.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Right.
1: And you know, like I don't know what to do about it. And the other thing is, is that life is short. Should I really care that other people can't make decisions when I can? Right. Like I'm very lost at this moment in life. Um, but uh let me let me can I wrap up on one thing before yeah. we get into this? So like we're talking about musical instrument or basketball, right? Or sport, right? So I chose basketball. Do you wanna know why I chose basketball?
0: Uh, your parents would mostly no, me off your bed. No, no. The kids? It
1: would it would allow me to connect with my dad. Because he took no interest in me. Mm. As a kid, he took no interest in me. He didn't really give a fuck. He didn't really want kids. He just liked my mom because my mom is dope. Did not give a fuck about his kids. To the point that when I was 11 and 13, he left us twice. Once when I was 11, once when I was 13, 13 for good. And now I was stuck playing a sport that I didn't really care for. But everybody knew me as the basketball guy because I was tall. And... I enjoyed it when my dad was involved in my life. But now that he was gone, I slowly stopped really giving a fuck. And the only reason why I played basketball and the only reason why I have the friends that I have today is because they were on my team.
0: Heavy. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I only played basketball because it connected me to people, not because I loved it. All because all I've ever really wanted in life was my dad to acknowledge me for me. I get I cared way too much about that. And it's something that I'm learning to drop. Because he literally does not give a fuck about me, dude. Yeah. So no, I know what know it what I is. know I know what it's like to have a deadbeat to grow up white and have a deadbeat father. Right, like I know what that's like. I know what it's like to have a Hall of Fame mother and a piece of shit dad. For real. real. Too many
0: people have to.
1: Yeah, like, when was the last time you talked to your dad?
0: Um, well, I saw him, and I kept it very, 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 uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, it was like a quick. Yeah, quick, and I mean, I'm not going to get into anything with him. I'm just going to, you know, he's telling me, oh, you know, it's, I'm just going to sit around and watch TV today because it's cold outside. I'm like, oh, sound good. Yeah. You know, kind of get me out of here.
1: Yeah, so it was really quick for you, right? Yeah. When, when was the last time he reached out to you?
0: um he did reach out to me just in this last week it's not very normal that my dad texts me it always kind of like freaked me out when i was a child (laughs) like oh my dad texts me that was always the response
1: right now did you want but now let me ask you one last question with this did you want your parents involvement in your life
0: while i was growing up yeah yes
1: Right, you wanted more, like you wanted their attention, you wanted them to, to see you, to be interested in you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right, and I think that's normal for like most kids. Some have shitty parents that want their parents totally out, like shitty, shitty parents, right? Like I'm talking like the worst.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, where they just, life would be better without those parents in their life, right? Not everybody's there. Um, for me, I really wanted my dad's attention. And not even my dad's attention. I wanted him to take an interest in me. To the point that he only played video games with me once. And we were um, God, you know what's fucking crazy? This will be he will be like 44 years old at this time. So like five years older than me. And my dad's playing video games with his son. And I lose to him on purpose. No, it's like he's 41 or 42. Um, But but I I lose to him on purpose. Right? Because I felt like if he won, that he'd want to play again. And, right, because I was always okay with losing the first game because I knew at the end I would win. Yeah. Right. I didn't give a fuck. It made it was it's more like um, and, and dude, I've known battle tactics since like a fucking young kid, because that's how you get attention. Right. And I knew that if I perceived myself as weak in the beginning. I could get him in closer. And then basically take him down. And maybe that would get him to love me. Right. Eventually something like that in, in the way that I needed to be loved by him in the way, honestly, dude, that I need to be loved by everybody. Yeah. Right. And I think that's okay. Because there's nobody else really on the planet that's willing to do what I'm willing to do, which means put up with other people's bullshit so that they can feel good to get them to a spot where they can feel good for enough that they can basically self propel themselves into a better life there's nobody on the fucking planet that puts in the amount of effort I do with people. Right. And it's not me trying to brag or anything like that. That's just the reality of the situation. I've helped tons of people get like better. And, but I don't ever really talk about like what I said in the beginning, like accomplishments. Cause yeah. how do you bring, how do you bring that up?
0: You might not even feel that that's necessarily
1: an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. And maybe it is for like your childhood, but it's so long ago now. I mean, you really are always more focused on the present or things that still um, you would uh, um, assign to yourself as a present. Um, Well,
1: they, you know, the saying you only use or can focus on or have, um, Access to 10% of your brain?
0: Yeah.
1: Who's to say that everyone's brain is the same? Which would mean that, like, if you think of a computer, some computers have, are, really, like, are, are, are not as fast as bigger computers, and there's some computers that are, you know, like, super fast. And if you really want to say, okay, well, these now can only use 10% of their processing power, And that's down the line, which means the slow one now gets down to 10% of what it can do. The medium one can go down to what it can do. And the fast one goes down to what it can do. That fast one is still going to be way, way, way faster at 10% than the other ones. So if human beings are all vastly different and whatnot, there's people on the planet who at 10% still think faster than other people at 100%. Or not at a hundred, but like, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, they're just more advanced, even though we're all they're, semi-operating we, on the same.
1: Well, we think we're the same because we look at each other and we're just like, oh, you're human too, okay. Dum dum dum, right? No one ever thinking that there's some really spectacular people and there's some really just duds because it balances out, right? But you can't say that. You can't. You have to participation ribbon people. You're like, no, it's okay that you're just here. Know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I know that's like a super sad way to look at it. Right. But that is also the reality. Like, why can't we be realistic about stuff and go, oh, okay. What do we do? What do we do now? Like, where do we go from here? Instead of going. You can't do that and not, like, how we're dealing with, um, I never go into this because I don't think it's my place because I'm not part of that community, but how everything is being dealt with, with people that want to transition from one thing to another is ridiculous.
0: Be more specific.
1: Um, Male to female, female to male. Like, those kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. How we're dealing with it, shoving like one side, shoving it in the face of the other, the other side reacting poorly, right? Everyone trying to force each other to like accept something that is, in my opinion, because I grew up differently, completely fucking bizarre, right? To want to change what you were naturally gifted with and do something else seems bizarre to me because I don't think that way. Now, I'm a good person and I should be able to feel that way. I should be able to, I don't need to go up to anybody and say, you can't do this. But I should be able to go up to someone and go, can I ask you a question? Have you really thought this through? Do you know the implications on the other end? Do you understand why you were born this way? If you don't know any of these answers, why are you going through with this if you don't understand the feelings that you have? Right? Ali, did you know, do you want to know something fucking crazy that nobody looks into and i bet you it could solve a lot of problems Mm. i did not have a male role model teacher in my life till i was 11 years old i only was taught by female students during a very high demand for masculine energy at my age to know what it is to be a male like a boy growing into a man I knew what it was to be a boy growing into a female. But nobody addresses this. So when you get to 15, 16 years old and all you've had are female role models, of course, you're going to feel like that because we're born with masculine and feminine energy. But one side's going to come out more than the other. So all of these people are, in my opinion, not all of them, but a lot of them are confused on what they want to be because they never got a chance to be a male boy. They never got a chance to be all of it. It's okay to be fluid. I don't give a shit. Do Be whatever you want to be, but understand why you're that way. Understand why you want to head in a direction. Be really, really smart on things that you can't change when you're older. If you were born with a penis, in what we label it, right? If you were born with sperm, which means you're born with fertilizer, there's a reason why you were born that way. If you were born with eggs, there's a reason why you were born that way. How you feel on the inside, no offense to everybody out there. And Ali, you know this, and I know this deep, deep down. Nobody gives a fuck about how you feel. Deep down, right? When, it's, when, when, you really, when, when you're just scraping yourself to get the fuck back up, when everybody's left you, the only person that really gives a fuck about you is you. So do shit for you. Right, And that should be the first marker. And once you can get really, really good with you, then you can start letting other people in. But who gives a fuck about all of those, these weird nuances that hold us back? We're a species with breeds. And within those breeds, we have an opportunity to either procreate or not. And that's it. Why do we have to take it any further? Why do we have to complicate shit so much that we're at each other's throats so much just to feel individually unique? Wanting to be going from male to female does not make you a unique being. Putting out artwork that changes people's lives, that does. Focus on that shit. Focus on what makes you special. Your body doesn't make you special. Your body is about procreating and allowing other entities to have an opportunity, right? But it doesn't make you fucking special. There's a lot of complications that are going on in the world that people are confused about. They're not getting answers, especially young kids. And if there was a male and a female teacher throughout every single grade to deal with behavioral problems with those children, you would see a lot more well-adjusted males and a lot more well-adjusted females.
0: It really is you just, different.
1: You, pardon?
0: I said, yeah, it really is different as far as behaviors go and Boys um, It is. Boys need,
1: boys need to be boys, but boys also need to be reprimanded by a man. It is very important that, one, a mother is pretty much seen as the only person that reprimands a boy. I'm telling you this from a boy that understands this shit. People can think otherwise, but if you take away the power of a mother, you take away her strength, the family falls apart. And if you're telling me that a teacher that doesn't know who I am can discipline me at the same level that my mother can, you're making my mom fucking weak. Don't do that. No teacher should ever... Ever, the teacher should come to you and you should deal with your kid that's basically the way that I saw it so when any other teacher fucking stepped up to me I stepped the fuck back up to them I was 10 years old and I took on a teacher because she was wrong she was wrong in her approach to me and you know what that did Because I didn't have, because I was 10 years old and I didn't have the support of anybody else. It crumbled me because she was an adult and she could actually do damage to me. So I gave up and I submitted. And I wrote a rule about myself that said, when I am successful and I do well in the world, other people suffer and fail. People feel hurt. wild, right? It's not necessarily true. That was just one event that happened because of years and years and years of having to put up with women telling me that I am wrong for being me. No man ever told me I was wrong for being me. Just women, Ellie. Just women. The only woman that never told me I was wrong was my mom. Do you know the only woman that I really love on this planet besides maybe a couple and a few? Just her. Like fucking... Of everybody though. Good because she never told me I was wrong to be me. She understood, she learned me. And now she knows and, and she, like my mom and I have this level of trust that like is almost unbreakable. Right? Because she fucking paid attention. That's all it takes. None of these fucking people pay attention. Because if they did, they would understand that, one, the school system is failing everybody because it no longer is necessary. It was building a society that has now gone extinct. We don't live by those means anymore for this type of education to be necessary. We've got to hear. That's great. We've put the little pieces. Now let's advance. Let's actually expand. Right? Children should not be going to formal education because it's nulling their fucking minds. It's turning ones into zeros. It's turning people off. Right? It's it's shutting off their connection to imagination, which is really the only thing that matters. That's the only race that anyone should be fucking running. Right is the speed of their fucking connection to imagination. Because, Ali, that's going to get you through everything in life. Your ability to connect to imagination will give you unlimited, if you can get there, possibilities of how to solve problems. An almanac of just shit that you can do to get out of something that you're in. As long as you're willing to put into action, you will be able to get out of it. Your imagination sets you free connection to it and we send kids to these factories that makes me so sad only to get them out in the world and be excited about working in other factories Mm -hmm. right and then raising other little beings to be factory workers as well but as long as you diversify what a factory is and and you spread them out enough to allow them to think that they have freedom of choice. But really, they don't. Right? There's a reason why people like me aren't in the limelight. But people like other beings and whatnot are. Right? They're conditioned. People are conditioned to view one thing as this and one thing as impossible. One thing is Not, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, that's, you know, like, I'm not like everybody. I don't want to be like everybody. The only person I want to be like is me. And I scare a lot of people away. And the most fucked up thing is, and this is um, when you realize what your thing is, you'll learn how to um, navigate a lot better. The only thing I really want in life, Ali, is relationships and and connections with people. That's it. That is it. I don't give a fuck what I create, what resources I have. I care about how you make me feel and how I make you feel. And that in-between vibration of, is it worth keeping this strong? That's what matters to me. And I'm really good at creating relationships. But for some reason, I'm not good at keeping them. And one thing I've realized is it's a two-way street. I may push people away, but that doesn't mean that they can't fight through all of that and, and fucking push back. Right And fight their way to stay in my life. Because maybe that's what I need. Because maybe I don't trust everybody. And maybe sometimes I need a fucking break too. For real. Right? Like, we're all just, like, I I do my best every fucking morning just to be there for people if they need me. And still do everything that I need to do. So sometimes I fall apart, sometimes I break down, like in two days it's the anniversary of probably the greatest being ever being in my life. I have every right to be upset right now if I want to ooh did i tell- did I tell you about the dream that I had earlier this morning? no, you didn't Oh dude, it's fucking awesome well, I'd love to hear okay so I go to meditate and Cola's on my bed at the time, the little pity. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hopped off when um, my roommate's girlfriend got up. And uh, so she um, so I was by myself and I was listening to a meditation about gratitude. And so I started just listing off all of the things that I was grateful for. And so like starting off with like, I'm grateful that I have a heart, that I have a heartbeat, that I have lungs and air and like going through all of that stuff and eventually branching out to like other things that I'm grateful for and all of that. And I think, I guess I knock out (laughs) like I completely knock the fuck out and I come to, and I'm in my mom's house and it's not my mom's house um, where she lives right now. It's uh, my mom's old house that where she lived in Canada. And it's the house that I grew up in from age 14 to 20. And uh, it's back in its re uh, not remodeled phase. So like its first edition, not the second part that they did to it. Um, they my mom transformed this house into like a fucking cr- I don't even know how what to describe it. Um, her and my stepdad basically like my m- found this property that was for four hundred thousand dollars, and in fourteen years sold it for one point three. Wow. Yeah, and the house was fucking awesome Allie, i grew up you want to talk about this ain't fucking white privilege this is just a kid that got fucking lucky and had a mom that knew that he loved movies i had a hundred inch screen television in my basement with a projector growing up that's awesome yeah it was fucking awesome and i loved my mom for it every minute i possibly could right because but Later, I found out and and found out, like, one of the reasons why she did it. My mom was always worried about me and my sister. The scariest, my mom's biggest fear is getting that phone call. Right? The one of, hey, Mike's not here anymore. Or Melissa's dead. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want that. Like, she's terrified of that phone call. It keeps her, like, in a state of fear that if she wasn't in that state of fear, she never had kids in her life, she'd be, like... There'd be a dullness to her, but she'd be a raging cunt probably too, and, um, but would be one of the most powerful women that she possibly could be. But she had kids, and all she ever wanted to be really was a mom. And so she worried about us, and she wanted us to, um, she, she, she made the home theater so that I would stay home. That makes sense. But it, right? But it worked out because I loved it because I loved watching movies. When I was 22, I got a job at a video store. They let you rent any two movies at any time on like new release. Mm-hmm. Like for like the, the, the um the staff got to rent any two movies at any time, and they could rent seven um, for free, and then they could rent um, any seven day or like weekly rental. They could rent seven of those for a week. Like it was one of the two. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So like there was times and I was like a 15 minute bike ride up a hill though, but a 15 minute bike ride there and back. So I watched a fuck ton of movies on a projector screen growing up as a kid. No, not even that. When did I get the job there? I went back. I moved back home for like, uh, like six months. Well, I was transitioning from one place to another, right? And um, in that time, I worked at a place called Rogers Video, and I watched. God damn it! How many did I? I got to like two hundred movies. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like watching it, right? Um, I don't know where all of this was going. <laughs> We're talking about moms and, um, like, really, it was. I was. I was just bitching and complaining because I, I need to get it off my chest too because it really fucking bothered me that I didn't have anyone to f- really like, talk to this stuff about because people don't really understand me. They don't understand how I feel. They don't take the time to get that. How people feel is all that matters. How you are feeling right now dictates how I'm able to talk to you.
0: Fair
1: point. Right? How we're able to communicate. If you are not... If if you are feeling in a certain state, I'm not able to do certain things. I have to do other things. And basically, all of those things should align with you and eventually get you to whatever state that I need to be able to tell you stuff at. Right? And relay information. Right? You can't just go out the gate on someone that is angry... And tell them worse information. Yeah, like you don't want to do that, right? And you need to learn how people work and operate. And you know, that's that's the other reason why I don't really take advice or ask for advice, and I only really ever want support, right? Like I only want, I don't, I because nobody really knows me. You don't. You haven't really took, taken the time to get to know my inner working, right? And I've helped enough people to understand basic stuff. And what I really need to do with you is just get to the more specific stuff that makes you unique, and then I would get it, right? I would be able to, to assist you even more, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm getting to know you. What matters, what matters out of it all, and this is, oh, fuck, this comes full circle with it. Is So, like I, like I said, it's, it's um, as kids, we don't necessarily know what we're creating for our future. To the point of this, is that you wrote a lot of rules about how you're meant to behave on certain things, on everything. You've made rules up about how things are, one, supposed to be, and two, when things don't go the way they're supposed to be, how you are supposed to react. And if you don't have anything in that position of how you're supposed to react, you come out of fear. And depending on how you fear about, feel about fear, either it's a negative thing or a positive thing, is how you're going to build this rule. So if you're afraid and fear is a bad thing and a negative thing for you, you're going to build a rule to build yourself and to get out of where you are, you're going to build a rule that helps you get out of that so that when you follow this path, you get back to joy. That's how our emotions work. Right? We go from one emotion to another and we create pathways. Pendulum. And, pardon? Like a pendulum. <laughs> kind of. In, in, in a way, yeah, but more like um, like, a, like a circle with a wavelength going, like two wavelengths going through it. Right. So like if you can imagine a color wheel. Right. Like a donut color wheel. Look at it that way. Right. So like we put red and purple together or red and violet together and then around there. So like opposing them would be green. Can you imagine that picture? it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You you know what a color wheel looks like, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. so now imagine um, a dotted line in between like in the middle. Right. And you have one wavelength going up and down. Actually, that doesn't fucking work either, but it sort of does like what you want. The idea is this. We bounce back in between our emotions. So like people with a very low vibration usually only vibrate between anger and fear. Because it takes so much longer to go from your root to your crown and back to your root again. But that's a cycle for them. That's that's how they cycle. And if you think of um, the root as anger, survival and the crown as the unknown and fear. Right. That's where a lot of people live. If you're if you're on a sluggish day, like if you're not feeling well and you're sluggish, it's because you're probably shut off in the middle and you're skipping sadness, joy, depression, happiness right um like because that's like in in alignment um the pineal gland right in my opinion would be associated to happiness and depression because happiness is a quote state of mind and when we don't deal with ourselves properly we press down on ourselves And all depression is, is once you come out of depression, you depress yourself, you go into joy again, or you go to bliss, or whatever it is. Once you, like Ali, once you release all of your pain and you get back to a certain state, you're going to feel really, really, really good. It's a natural release. You build up trauma and you release it and you feel amazing. And once you get used to that, that's the pattern, and you start looking for it, you'll understand that going through pain also allows for a massive release and it feels great because what's going to happen is you're going to get, you're going to unload all of the trauma that you have up to date and you're going to go live again. And guess what's going to happen?
0: I'll get more trauma.
1: You will 100% get more trauma, but it'll be different trauma. It'll be new trauma because you've already learned that shit in the past. That's what people don't get is they just keep looping throughout the rest. If you don't deal with this shit now, dude, you're going to deal with it when you're 35. You're going to deal with it when you're 53. You're going to deal with it when you're 70 and 80. It'll be the same fucking coding going looping and looping and looping all the time until you decide to deal with it. Your choice when that is. Right? But that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's what's up.
0: Yeah. That's the reality of it.
1: That's the reality of it. It's time that we fucking look at the reality of it. That's the reality. So what do you do? You deal with your shit. You move on to the next phase of your life, which is new lessons, new moments and whatnot. But it's all the shit that you asked for. It's all like you asked for this shit, except for like some, like I get it in like some case scenarios, n- not necessarily, But in some case scenarios, it's that kick in the ass that actually propels it forward. Some really, 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 really bad things that happen to people, if they overcome them properly, is what makes them into that great person. And without that event that happens to them, they probably would never get there. They'd still live an okay life, but they would never become that great person. Think about it this way. Batman would never have become Batman if his parents were, wouldn't, wouldn't have been murdered and killed. Would never have happened. He would have been a completely different person. But that tragedy fucked him up enough to make him just want nighttime to be safe for everybody else. So that nobody else lost their parents. That's why he fights crime. You think a rich dude who has everything would fight crime if his parents were still alive?
0: No.
1: Fuck no. So sometimes really shitty things happen to us to turn us into superheroes. That's basic my look on it. I you mean, overcome it. a great way to look at it. it. Right? You overcome it and you fucking are a king. A queen. Whatever the fuck you want. A god. Goddess. I don't give a fuck with... What- Fucking things you want to call yourself. Let's not not even get into that this time around. (laughs) Right? But, like, you get it? Yes. Right? But the thing is, is that there's so many steps in between that that people are afraid to go and look at and deal with.
0: Like quitting your job and trying to become a fucking artist.
1: Or just being okay with it. Just being okay that it happened to you. And just sitting with it going, you know what? It happened. And what happens is if we, um, if we don't become okay with it, we write all of these rules that are actually true and we add more to the illusion than we do to the reality that we live in. The more exact you can get on... Um, on it, on, on everything, right? Like, the, the better we are, right? Because now we're not, like, being surprised when something doesn't fucking work out the way that we think it's supposed to work out because we have coded these beliefs that things are supposed to be this way when they end up being something else, right? And that sets us back, right? And it really fucks with our programming, Right, and then we make more fucking rules about how we have to deal with this type of shit. Right, when in reality, all it matters is how we choose to deal with what happens to ourselves in our lives, at whatever speed we want to deal with. That's it. We make shit too complicated. I get that you're looking for a job, and and because but you're, you're doing all of those things because what's the, like the only reason, like the alternative is not doing it. And what moving back into one, your parents or two on the street. Right. So like you have at the moment limited options besides going and looking for a job in order to survive. But as you get that down and get more secure in who you are and what you actually need in life, as opposed to what you think you need in life, And streamline it you're going to find that you're going to be able to pick and choose the life that you want to live instead of having to do what you're doing most people don't get there do you like you see what i mean right
0: yeah
1: right and and just all it is 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 your ability to make decisions about yourself so how do you make decisions about yourself do you know
0: processing and reflecting
1: well you got to get to know yourself right
0: i guess that would be a better first option
1: right and okay but it the does. thing is the thing is is that how well do you actually know yourself most people don't know themselves really all that well and that's why a lot of their problems happen and continue yeah. to happen and loop and loop and loop right so they got to get to know themselves and they got to be willing to not just know yourself, but like, accept what is. What happened in my childhood is what is. Those events are the events that happened. The illusion is what we make up about ourselves, our place in the world, what it all means what it means to others, all of those things, all of these rules that we create about ourselves and how to live. That is part of the illusion. Because all that happened to us was an event. And we have thousands of events that happen to us throughout a year. Millions probably throughout a lifetime. And yet we only focus on maybe a small, small percentage of that. Because the other ones don't fucking matter because we don't put emotional weight to it. Because they're the ones that don't really fuck us up. Right? So the idea and and how I heal people is I go and find the ones that fuck them up. And I am basically the do my best to be the greatest supporter that they have so that they know that at least one person genuinely loves them on the planet because it's scary to go through that shit. Right? What you're going like just dealing with ta- like past trauma. That's scary shit, right?
0: It's not fun.
1: No. No, it's not fun at all. Right? And so like being I don't know on that it-
0: anybody. Yeah, I don't know very many people that could sit in a dark room and feel like somebody's standing behind them about to do something very horrible. And just continue to sit there knowing that that's not actually happening you're just purging through the fear or i mean honestly it just stays in your body it's easier for us to store stuff in our um in our body than it is to keep it as a thought in the in the head sometimes especially when it's more traumatic but that's like that's that's worst case scenario of course
1: Oh yeah. Right. But that happens, right? Like that's, that's the muscle memory of the event. And the thing is, is that, um, have you ever been, do you know, you know what shock is, right? Like the feeling of shock, like from a car accident or from like an injury where you don't feel it too late or say when you pull something out of the oven too quickly and like your hand feels okay for the moment, but eventually the shock wears off and your hand's fucking really burnt. Yeah. You know the feeling of shock, right? Yeah. So the body goes in shock in traumatic moments, too. And that's why people act absolutely okay for a while and then fall to pieces. Because the shock wore off and the reality sets in. And the thing is, is that nothing got dealt with. So now internally you're dealing with a completely messy house that... In order for you to be able to even deal with the thing that's causing the problem, which is always making a mess, right? You have to clean the house first. It's not easy work, right? Dealing with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because our worst enemy is really ourselves. And, like, I learned this. This the symbology of this fucking video game, which was one of my favorite video games growing up, which was called um, I think it was called Super Dodgeball. It was like one of the only dodgeball games that was ever released as a video game. And when you played the USA, they were a fucking dominating team. They crushed everybody by a landslide. But the thing is, is that the final boss at the end of the game was you versus yourself. And I had awesome. to play the hardest fucking team to win the game. And they were fucking brutal, dude. They did not hold back. They knew, they knew more about themselves because they were programmed that way than I knew because I had to figure out the character's programming. Right? And that's the thing. That's what we're dealing with too. Your programming knows itself better than you. Do you know why? Do you know why your programming knows itself better than you?
0: Because it's been outdoing myself for a long time now.
1: <laughs> yes, because you never paid attention until a certain time.
0: Well, I mean, even now, the, the mind and all the thoughts in there are not my own. And I don't necessarily control all of them.
1: Well, they are. They are you. They wouldn't be in there if they weren't you.
0: Okay, That's... but so, so consciously at, le- at yes, least. Yes, but then... in,
1: in, in your control. What you are aware of, right? There's, and there's a difference between, like, awareness and attention, right? Right, but what you are aware of right now is opposed to how many thoughts you actually have is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm with you. Hold on, is there more?
0: <laughs> um, you know, I just fell off the freaking board.
1: Fuck, my bad, dude. That's my fault. Let's see if we can get us back there. <laughs>
0: Um, oh,
1: smoking okay, is so, fun.
0: Yeah, I'm probably about to do that in a second as well. Wait, what? OK, what were we just talking about then? We were talking about consciously thoughts, loops,
1: we were talking, I know. we were talking about um, you said thoughts that aren't my own. And I said, yes, they are. But
0: mm-hmm. you we were
1: going off of thoughts that weren't your own.
0: I think what I was going to end up going with that is that um, it's not fun, like you said, to deal with trauma or um, accepting of things that have happened in the past that still bother you today or um, are still making a difference on your daily life in some shape or form. It's, it sucks, but it's worth it because it's worth it in the long term. And that's really, I think, all I've been focusing on lately is, like, the long term. I was raised in a generation where it was a lot of short-term gratification, mm. now, now, now. And everybody, for the most part, still seems to, like, live in that world and think that that's the best way to spend it. And I mean, yeah. I guess that sounds judgmental, but.
1: No, it's, it's legit. It's facts.
0: Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, what is happiness? Happiness is more of a choice than a feeling. Like we've spoke about, spoken about before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you I can mean, achieve it through your actions daily.
1: But why can't that be like both? Like, I, here's the thing. I have two different theories on what happiness is. Happiness might be an emotion. Happiness might be the ha- like the state of an emotion. So, like, if you think about sadness, um, no, not sadness. Let's go with anger. If you think about anger, rage could be anger at its happiest.
0: Oh yeah, so this goes back to your book,
1: right? Or there's a theory that depression is. Or not depression. Happiness is what the state of the state that we're in um, when we don't have any real trauma or depression. When your third is acting very very well and you're shining, like how do you feel when you see a rainbow?
0: Uh, refreshed.
1: Do you feel down? Do you feel negative? Are you like ah? Oh.
0: <laughs> <sighs> not usually. fucking fucking rainbow rainbow again again. my god
1: (laughs) right why can't it why can't it fucking just keep raining why does this have to happen right most people feel happy seeing a rainbow it brings joy like it brings this like just this i don't know out of us right this x factor thing out of us when we see a rainbow that goes okay everything's all right with the world And it's fucked up because that's in the Bible, too. It's a covenant between God and man. After the flood, God's saying, none of this anymore. Y'all can just chill. Right? And, like, so a rainbow. Now, the third is a crystal in that sense. Where if it is blocked, the light refracts through it. And it's dull and gray and doesn't fucking do anything, really. But if your third doesn't have that much trauma or it is um, sorry um, clear right Mm -hmm. like basically where your light can go through it easily it goes through your third and it fucking lights up your body and you feel fucking amazing so I don't know but I know that that feeling exists because I've had it before i can't deny it i can't just be like nah that doesn't exist right yeah, it's I've, hard
0: once you felt it
1: <laughs> yeah it's you know like it, it's hard yeah 100 percent. best way to put it it is hard once you felt it it is difficult right and that's why it's difficult to like ever the reason why <clears throat> in my book i went with all per- possibilities Was because who am I to say that your possibility can't exist too? That it's not all part of one big possibility. That might be all part of one other big possibility. Who the fuck knows? But I spend way too much time worrying about shit that I shouldn't fucking worry about. Shit that's inconsequential. Like, okay... So nobody wants to do this with me. That's okay. I can either go do it myself or I can go find other people. Right? And that's just an example for me. Right? And that's what I started doing. And you know what happened? I started feeling a lot better. And the people that actually want to be in my life are fucking making effort. And when they don't make effort, that's okay. Because I'm still going to live this life for me. Right? I'm still going to go after what I want. Right? But... I had to like let go of a lot of shit and I've been letting go and I've been like really like working on releasing tons of fucking shit that no longer matters. A lot like the idea of cleaning out your closet um, of old clothes. Ali, do you have anything that you don't wear anymore?
0: Um, you asked the wrong person about that.
1: Okay. So you always um- get rid of your shit?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a uh, pretty good, good. minimalist. Good. I started that lifestyle about three years ago. Two I would say two years ago. Yeah. I own very little clothing now. I still own um you know, a good amount enough. I have what I need basically. I try to keep that like the the basis all around for everything that I own. That yeah. I have what I need, what I
1: use yeah and that's and and you know what I follow the same same path, right? So you're probably a little bit more like are you more like me than where you hoard things internally?
0: Mm.
1: Are you a minimalist internally too?
0: Dude, let's just say i was I've gotten a lot better at not holding as much in internally.
1: Right, but like I would say, you... I
0: hold in a lot less than the average person.
1: But what about dates from the past? How many? How much of your past are you holding on to?
0: Ugh. I mean,
1: ah, uh, why is the <laughs> why the fuck does that still matter, Allie? It really doesn't. it, well, doesn't, it, does. it doesn't though. It, it, it doesn't, does. It does. It,
0: it does as a fucking learning lesson. That's probably well, that's the what most. I'm saying.
1: Because yeah. what, what needs to happen is you need to go into your programming and see what works for you and see what doesn't. And whatever you're holding on to that doesn't is slowing down your system. 100%. And this is, what, this is at some point you'll, what you'll realize. And this is the hardest thing for me to realize, and I still get sad about it. Like, I still get sad about it. People will come and go in your life all the time. And when you stop feeling time in the way that other people feel time... A minute can be a lifetime sometimes. Right? So when I'm disconnected from people, I feel that forever. You know that? Like when, if I ever feel disconnected from you, meaning that you're not, we're not attached and like in each other's life. And I feel that with some people. Right? And it's just a natural thing that happens sometimes because I need to detach sometimes too. Because Ali, I'm going through the rough of it right now too.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Right. I got my sadnesses. I got my shit that I'm dealing with. Right. And all I know is that I'm going to get through it. And what I know is that you're going to get through it. And I know that anybody else that messages me back that's going through a tough time. will get through it too. Right. And the thing is, is that that took me almost 38 to 39 years to learn. That when people don't connect with me right away, that it's okay. That if they get back to me a day or two later, it's okay. That I need to be okay with people going through their stuff and not needing me or not wanting me around. Right? Or not it, like, you know, they needed to leave for a couple of months and come back. Right? It's taken me a long time to understand that it's okay for people to live their own life without me being included, because I was the one that made the mistake. You know what mistake I make with people? What? I meet people, and I see them as not just humans in my life, but also connections, ingredients, all of those things. And I do my best as I create and as I grow to keep positions for people available, just in case they ask me. And that's not always the best way to go about it because it makes me forget that maybe they don't want that spot. Maybe they just want to be in your life and do something else. And I build it in my head that that's, you know, this is what's best for them. And it's somewhat selfish because I do feel like me being in people's lives is what's best for them. I don't think I'm a detriment to people's lives, right? The only, the only time that I really, really, really get sad is when I feel disconnected from people. That's it. But if I didn't value connection to people and I just cared about myself more, I'd feel better. So that's what I'm working on. We all have our shit. And once we pass the first level, it's not like... You never have worries again. You never have issues again. You're going to get through all your trauma. You're going to have a good however many years. And you're going to feel fucking great. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to get knocked down by a bunch of shit. And you're not going to realize at all that you're building rules about yourself. About how you're going to be as a human being again. And at some point, if you start slowing down, the reason is, is because you fucking built up too much trauma that you didn't pay attention to because when you were feeling fucking good, when you were actually trauma free and you were going for it, it was easier to get back up. But what you didn't realize is that you were using points that you needed at the end of the game. Instead of like naturally figuring out how to get back up, you just pushed and burrowed through it, not you, but people. Yeah. I see it all the time. I see people, I see people on the verge of of Pulling themselves so thin that they're literally, their tendon is about to break in that section. Right? Just rip apart. Because they continuously use points that they need at the end of the game to do shit with. And use them up earlier to get back up so that they don't feel through that situation. If something really, really bad happens to you, feel through it. The sooner the better. And then let it the fuck go. And don't make up rules about it. About you. Or any like you or whatever it is. About being this or that. Because that's not true either. That's just adding to the illusion. You decide who you are. Nobody else does. You. Me. Everybody on the planet. Accepts our place. Because that's where we feel we fit. That's, that is like a hard until, truth Until
0: and if we change our minds.
1: That's right. But you no longer fit then. Yeah. If you become... If you are a square... And then your
0: life sucks for a bit.
1: <laughs> until, until you find that other spot where you fit. Mm-hmm. Right? If you stay a circle or a square in a circle or a square... Right, or or if you stay a circle and a square for too long, that sucks. And you might revert back to being a square again. Just like if you're a square and a circle, you're not gonna push that fucking circle to become a square. That circle's going to fucking edge you down until you're a circle. And all that's going to fucking happen, and please follow along with this, is if that happens and you become If you're a circle in a square, right, Mm -hmm. and you conform to that square, you're always going to be inflated. You're always going to be trying to fit that square. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for you. Right. But if you are a square. That is trying to be a circle. No, sorry. If you're a circle. No, wait, hold on. Nope. No, it is the square. We're it's gone. Squ-
0: we're gone now.
1: Though. No, fuck you. We're in this still. <laughs> we did not. We got through like, it looked like we were gone on videotape, but we're getting through this wave. Okay. Um, if you are a square, right? A square and you're in a circle and you try and fit that circle, you're going to wear down your edges, right? Yep. Which means you become smaller. In order to become a square again, you don't gain muscle mass there. You just become that square, which means that circle is going to round you down into a tiny dot unless you stay a circle. Circles are meant to be circles, squares are okay to be squares. Why is that so fucking wrong? Why is it so wrong for things to just be okay? Why is it wrong for people, human beings, to realize, hey, guess what I get to do? One half of the most amazing thing that I can ever do on this fucking planet if I'm a well-adjusted human being. One half. I can do that naturally. That is a gift given to me that I can do naturally. But fuck it. I don't feel like that, so I'm just going to get rid of this gift. We don't look at it from a creation standpoint of, of, of designers going, hey... This fuckface right here doesn't appreciate us. Right? What do you think the people creating all of this shit feel about human beings going like pissing on the idea that like they no longer want to, because that's what happens. You stop being able to give yourself and your ident- like your genetics to the world. Mm-hmm. When you change your body that way, I would rather people just get okay with being a, female in a male's body and just expressing it that way and society being okay with that. It's really fucked up to me that these people like that that people that feel like a woman on the inside feel like they need to change to be a woman on the outside but argue tooth and nail about pronouns and shit like that. Like like what the fuck, man? You your whole argument is that we're supposed to respect how you feel and who you are. And then you choose to go with what society still says is what a female is or what a male is. Your whole fight is against this shit. And then you go and do this shit and then force human beings to, one, be okay with it and to accept it. Especially the smart ones that can see through this shit and understand that none of it matters, Ali. It really doesn't if you're a male or female, if you love men or women, whatever skin tone you are, all of those things don't fucking matter once you transcend past them and you can see them for what they are. Distractions on how to actually live life. I don't give a fuck what skin tone people are, but don't judge me on the rest of my skin tone because that's how you feel. Yeah. Don't judge me on the rest of my on my genitalia because you don't like my genitalia or my choice in either wanting to procreate or not. Right? Mm-hmm. Judge me on how I treat you and only that. And I think that is what's missing in society. We spit in the face of what is natural. And we don't allow human beings to express themselves properly. Now, do I want my, would I want um, any of my children that were male to wear a dress? No. Unless I also was comfortable wearing a dress. Because I'm not comfortable with that. Am I going to come down hard on my child wearing a dress? Probably not. Because it's my kid, dude. Right, I made a choice to have a child. I'm gonna back that kid up the fuck as much as possible. I hope that they don't kill anybody. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And honestly, I, I feel that. like I feel like this is very one-sided with me, just like getting a lot of shit off my chest. Do you have anything that you want to say or add or like drop in?
0: You know, I don't. <laughs> I feel like I was thinking of one thing before we had actually gotten on the phone, but I can't think of it now. Nothing's coming to mind.
1: Well, perfect then. (laughs) Are you
0: going to say bye? Me? Yeah.
1: No, not at all. Are we, is this, is this, is this over? I didn't think it was. I just, I just felt like I was hogging everything, (laughs) like literally just talking constantly which well, you i know mean
0: sometimes it has to happen
1: and you know sometimes it's my fucking show
0: it's my show today
1: well it? but it's also it's also waves waves is mine at the moment until you choose to fucking take it from me or choose to co-do it or do you know what i mean like take it on yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm the only one that's keeping this alive if i stop doing waves it's gone That's
0: true. And then I would have to cry.
1: Right. Right. So I do like what I, I take ownership in a lot of things that are mine. um, But I want other people to join in and, um, but I never really like claim it in voice. Right. Like I want waves to be all of ours. I really do. I want you to do waves on your, I want to just send you the icon right? For the, whatever it is, like the, the logo. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and you go and do waves in your own time with your own people. Right. And we can surf waves on my channel. We can surf waves on yours. We can do whatever, but you can do it and I can do it. But until that happens, it's still just me. And one of the things that I used to do was give ownership away to people too easily. Like really just super easily because I thought they wanted it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Because again, Mikey put people in places where they don't necessarily want to be. I just thought it would be best for all of us because I think it is. I legitimately think that once I get to know people, I can understand where we would fit best. And all I really want is for people to have the best life possible with me in it or not. Right. But that's the goal is for people to to have the best lives possible. And once I figure, like, I want to live my best life possible. Like how cool would it be if we all lived in like, if, if you had like, if you had an opportunity that you and Des, and let's say you met somebody, had an opportunity to live in a school that you also worked in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in one wing was like the apartments or the dorms or whatever it is, and like but it was kept well, like adults, mature, right? But on the other end was fun and games and playtime because we fucking run an animation studio on the backbone of a, a a learning center for the imagination. Right. It's more we're more excited to be like, hey, look what I just finished instead of going, hey, man, you got this thing done yet? Right. I don't Mm -hmm. I want the I want the atmosphere of us enjoying what we do in life. And I want it to be natural and organic. Right. But but the thing is, is that until I can bring that to life and until I can actually show that to people, that's just nothing. It's just an idea. And you still have to go get a job. Right? Mm. So, yeah, it's a nice dream, but it's not a reality yet. And I get that. And so, right now, most people focus on what is a reality right now instead of being able to see what could be a reality in five years, ten years, if we work together. And we just spend our time where we're not really doing much. But like watching TV or shows or YouTube videos or, or whatever it is, just working together, slow steps. Like the Prime Minister of Canada before the one that was just in wrote a book in a year, sitting down and writing 15 minutes a day.
0: Damn. Did, wait, you, did you say how long it took him to write the book? A year. A year? Yeah that's not bad at all
1: that's not bad at all but if even if it was two years 10 years yeah 20 years
0: oh yeah i thought about that too you know every time that i um start to doubt some of the skills that i have decided i want to like put effort and time towards i just think about you know how long i've already been interested in it and then how much improved I would be in a year's time, in two years' time, in three years time, just by mm-hmm. doing a little bit each week. And yeah. I've done it with some things, but like, you know, like you said, as the reality starts to shift and you have more free time to actually spend and have real freedom to spend your time, how you choose, you know, is when mm-hmm. you can do more of those things. But
1: yeah. well it's a it's it's figuring out the balance of it all, right? Of going, okay you're completely out of balance of living your dreams right now completely Mm -hmm. because you don't have any time to spend on dream building. You only have time to spend on reality building because your reality isn't set up yet. Right. My reality is, so I have like two weeks to spend on dream building. Right. A month usually, because that's what my schedule usually determines. Right. Not my schedule that um, expenses. Right. Right. But you haven't built your reality yet. So you need to build your reality before you can start building your dream area. Yeah. Right. And then, but the idea is, is to get your reality mastered to the point that it's, you're, you're able to make more sacrifices with your time. Because that's all it is. Right. It's the time you're putting into things. Right. So the more time I put into writing, the more time I put into networking, the more time I put into drawing. The faster I'm going to get better at all of those things, the better I'm going to be at them, the, the quicker I'll be able to do them, the more time I'll be able to, like, the more opportunities I'll create in the same time that I've been doing them now, but I'm just doing them faster. Mm-hmm. Or if I increase my endurance, right, I can get a lot more done in a lot more time. Right. But the first thing is, is to simplify your life. Right? All you really have to do right now is look after you and your child. What's the bears on that? What is the bare minimum that you need? Plus, and and keep in mind, like keep a like get your bare minimum, like go through all your bills, go through all your expenses, go through everything that you need, and like legit hard numbers of what your expenses actually are. Face the fucking mirror. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? And know what you need. Don't be afraid of this stuff. This stuff actually will set you free, right? Know your expenses so that you know when you need to pay things. Don't do it every month going, Oh, um, like do it. The cycle of the bill that it's paid, not the cycle of the month. So don't go, I need everything by the 15th and the 20th. Understand what you need on the eighth. Know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and make sure you have that on the eighth. That's all that matters. Until you create that reality where that eighth gets taken care of, and you know that it's taken care of, and it just becomes part of your routine, like showering. And that eighth is done. And now you have to worry about what's on the 11th. So... Now you know that you have at least three days in between the 8th and the 11th to 100% get what you need for the 11th. Right? And don't stress about those three days. Look at them as opportunities to go out and get shit. Right? Be it go out and just, you know, like, you don't even, like, if, if you have the job to do it, right? Right? Then just allot those spots in those areas or when you get the money in, pay them right away. Get that done with. So that you know what cash you have left over. Because
0: Oh yeah, I'm re- somebody that likes to just pay stuff off right, right. away and have it right. done. I'd rather have all my money gone that I know is gone anyways for well that's instead
1: yeah the other way around that's the whole point is to know how much food you have in storage right to know how much food you actually have not your projection but to know how much you have yeah right so like if people need your food you just you you let it go to all of those people and then you look at your inventory and you can look at what you have on your sheet and if those don't match and it's less than what's on your sheet you got to go out and get that shit or you're not making it through winter right most people will give out will 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 use money that they can't necessarily have and it gets them in trouble because they don't have a realistic look on what they need and they're still dreaming way too much they need to take their dream and like shrink that down and it sucks to do that right because it's almost as if you're giving up on your dream but what you're really doing is getting yourself super stable so that you can slowly open that circle of what your dream is until it becomes you.
0: That's a great way to look at
1: it. I think so. It's working for me. Right? And, you know, like, people are just like, well, you don't have a kid. Well, yeah, I also sacrificed that. I looked at all of you people, like, I looked at a bunch of people and said, well, one, There's hardly anybody that I'm compatible with on this planet. So I don't want to fucking impregnate anybody that I'm stuck with for 18 years. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, I was like I said, I was that guy that just really thought stuff through a lot. Yeah,
0: which a lot of people don't. No, especially growing
1: up. No, they don't. They just rush through it. And I was just like, okay. And I learned from all of my friends. I learned from their mistakes. I learned from their issues that they had, everything like that. And, um, yeah. And, and so like, I, I've the, I'm, I don't have a kid because I choose not to have a child. Why can't I have that credit? I was, I I, like, it's not saying like I was smart or other people are dumb. I just knew for me, it would hold me back. And I was conscious enough to, um, the, and and you know, like my dad really helped with this because um, he my um, concept of sexual health is destroyed, right? In in the terms of when my dad cheated on my mom and it made my mom break the fuck down. I'm even afraid to like, dude. I'm afraid to touch women because I feel like it's sexual harassment. <laughs> i mean I don't like mean and and like i'm talking about every single fucking moment i'm saying like let's say that they engage with me the next moment they have to engage as well i do not feel comfortable doing it it's fucked up like i can't wrap my head around it and like so a lot of things led me to just sort of give the fuck up. Like, I have zero experience, really, in relationships when it comes to, like, intimate relationships. Yeah. Because they were just too hard. They were just too confusing. Right? And I didn't see, I saw, I saw my friends. I saw, I saw, I, I saw relationships for, like, all of it. And I was just like, so what you're telling me is they start off really, really well. And then they end really, really poorly. How many movies of those can you watch before you get depressed about it? Mm. Right. So I saw my parents' marriage fail. I saw all of my friends' relationships fail through school. I saw couples that said they would be together forever fall apart. Right. And I was like, okay. Okay. Well, all of this is just leading gonna lead me to pain. Not worth it, dude. And that's the decision I made. I made it so like and and so when Miriam left, the girl at fourteen, you know about that, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Right, when she left, right, I clung on to the very first girl that paid attention to me. And And there was a time when we were watching the show Full House and her boyfriend broke up with her or she broke up with her boyfriend, something like that. And she looked at me and she's like, do you feel that way? And I looked at her and I said, yes. Only because. And this is the really fucked up part. I knew that my friend really liked her. And. If I had really genuinely been a good person and not let my ego get in the way of how much she liked me and just stepped out of the picture and let him in, they would have been good together. But I couldn't get out of my own fucking way. And I stayed with her for three years because I was too afraid to let her go because there hasn't been anybody since... We broke up when I was 17. It's been 22 years. And I don't try. I don't put out effort. Right? But it's super hard for me to find people that I am, that I find willing enough to basically have my heart broken over. There are not enough people on the planet for that.
0: Yeah, you're and I not mean that. to compromise, which is good.
1: Fuck no. No one is worth losing your heart over. Period. And,
0: uh, I think I learned that this last time around that mm-hmm. I really need to get close and understand what part in me is so quick and willing to compromise, and then to tell that part to let's let's then we gotta make a few changes here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, and so like the problem is is that see. In order to learn your lesson, okay, so let's do it this way. I want you to play a video game for the first time. A video game that you've never played before. And I want you to get from the beginning of that game to the end of it without dying on the first time.
0: One well, I mean, that that probably won't happen.
1: Okay, but why?
0: Because have never done
1: it before. Exactly. So why do people believe that they can learn lessons right away without dying? And coming back and playing it again and coming back and playing it again until they learn the nuances of it all and go through it going, Oh, I get this now, I get th- I understand the rhythm of this, I get it, and they flow again. Because video games There's a lot of stuff that when you get out of flow in video games, that shit goes fucking bad. Mm -hmm. But if you stay in flow in the video game, you understand the programming of it and you can go through it like you're fucking water. It's an enjoyable experience. It really is. And but the thing is, is that you can only do that so long before you have to play another video game. Another video game. And this is where it gets scary for people. Because once they played that video game for so long and they got used to that video game for so long. Right. It's super scary to find another video game that they really like. Willing to go through that game to learn the lessons in that game. Because a lot of us are afraid of fear. We don't embrace it. We don't take it on. We don't look at the unknown going, what's in there? We look at the unknown going, oh, my gosh, what's in there? I don't know. I'm scared. We don't get excited. <sighs> That's 39 years of observing human beings. And what I've come to the conclusion of is human beings don't get excited.
0: A good amount, dude.
1: A good amount. There are some human beings that get really excited, and I love those human beings. <laughs> But
0: I think people are seemingly trying their hardest to be as excited as possible.
1: I know. Isn't that crazy? Like they are. I I remember telling my mom and I had this conversation. She's like, Mike, they're doing their best. And I looked back at my mom and I said, then I think it's time we face the reality that their best is not enough. Mm -hmm. There's a great line in um, that book that I need to send you of that visitor guy um, where where he goes to, like, the guy's hotel room in the middle of the night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, shit. Oh, and they talk about champions. And um, the guy talks about how uh, how champions are, like, fucking made and, and whatnot. And I forget what it is. And, and the other guy that is listening, the author that's listening, looks and says, well, what if you push them too hard and they, they break? And the guy looks back. Stone cold and says back to him, then they were not ready or or they were not meant to be a champion. And I was like, holy shit. That's the truth right there. Not everybody's meant to be a champion. Right. And the thing is, is that champions don't quit. Right. And some really great people aren't champions right? And champion is really a state of mind. But in my opinion, right, I think human beings can be a lot better than they are. And they're just not willing to put in the work. And every single time that I say something like that, I reflect it back on myself going, where am I not putting in the work? Because I feel like if I can become a better person, anyone can. There should be no excuse for human beings Not to be good to each other.
0: Seriously.
1: Honestly. And you know who I'm really good with? The people that don't shove their issues in my face. I'm super good with that community. Like those people. (laughs) The ones that just accept themselves for themselves. And if nobody likes them, they're just like, all right, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Peace, peace. I don't need to worry about this. I got my own life. I'm good. And they just go off. They just peace out. Love those people. Because I don't have to worry about pretending to like them. And then have to worry about anything that I say offending them or society. And do you know what bothers me about all of that, Ali? Is the amount of time people lose having to apologize for shit that they do. Are you still there?
0: Yeah, no, I'm nodding my head. It's <laughs> it's it's like a daily thing. I mean, I was watching a TED talk last week on you know a person, a woman was speaking on how to like have a better conversation with people, um, and it's truly to like sit with them and and what they want to talk about instead of like being in your own head. Um, mm-hmm. And people are very in their own head. They have to be when they're getting. So
1: offended that quickly. Oh, 100%. They're like, and, and the other thing is, is that there's two different ways to say it. Like, you're offensive. I get that. But that's still putting a stigma on it. But like, when people say, they don't realize that they say, when they say, I'm offended, that they're the issue. So I'm offended. Okay. Then don't be offended.
0: Yeah. I, it really is a choice. It is. It's you could like you could easily like share your your emotions with somebody without getting offended.
1: One hundred percent. It's a choice. It's all a choice. You're gonna you're gonna. Have you started beliefs yet?
0: Um, the chapter on beliefs. Well, I'm on. I don't believe that.
1: Yeah, that's the chapter on beliefs.
0: Okay, so yes, and I'm almost through that chapter now,
1: like the first okay. part of it. So, so like, I'm,
0: I'm pretty far into it.
1: The very first page on that, in the very first like beginning, I talk about a sentence that people say that ends every pretty much every conversation that is going when it's I don't believe that.
0: It's like, "Oh, was, okay.
1: <laughs> because and this is what I didn't realize while I was writing that, but I got it loud and clearly, like now and like recently is... When they say, I don't believe that, my response back is, what makes you worthy of me having to explain it? That's what goes through my head when someone says to me, I don't believe that. I'm like, I mean, like now I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I don't waste my time with them. But back in the day, I was livid, dude. I was the guy that would go around making sure that everybody knew. That they weren't necessarily wrong, but they were incorrect to position me in the spot that they put, themso- put me in. Because yeah. I don't believe that anything I say is wrong. It's either not happened yet. Or was going to happen, but awareness took over and that stopped. Or it's about connections. Right? It's about where things are connected. Right. And how things connect. Right. And I want to do that. Like, I would love to start a class at Wonder Tree where we um, take two completely random things and we find how they connect. That
0: would be so, fun. I mean, you got to use your imagination. for that. So one, like, sure. <laughs> a,
1: like this is and this is what I'm saying. Take a Sharpie. And then take medieval England in 500 B.C. How do those connect?
0: Uh, I'd be drawing on some armor on my body, probably. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but that, that's not what I'm talking about. You're, I mean, that's a great, but, but I'm saying what are the connecting, what are the dots that connect those two together? Right, they didn't have sharpies in 500 BC or 500 AD.
0: No. So what are you getting at?
1: Well, what is a sh- we go? Then we start breaking it down. Well, what is a sharpie? A pen. A eight. pen. Uh, about, right, and we break down the the sharpie as much as we possibly can, and then we take all of those things and we throw them at medieval England 500 AD, and we see what sticks. And whatever falls apart, falls away. We don't deal with. Whatever sticks we look into, right, so do you think that they had write, were had the ability to write back in the day
0: yes,
1: right, so they would have had they probably would have had quills right the mm-hmm. right where they dip, yeah, and that's basic it. well isn't that like a sharpie
0: yeah that's that's kind of what i was what I was saying when I said uh, ink pen
1: right, okay, I thought you were actually talking about a sharpie, but i don 't think they would have um done the like i don't think you would put use a sharpie to do that with today's armor so i didn't associate it with that right <laughs> but if you would no, no, that
0: was a completely different idea
1: <laughs> right but if, if you were say if you were to just say like what they used to write with that's 100 percent it right but we could mm-hmm. go into depth of all of that and and the idea is um how did it, then then the idea after that is how did it become a sharpie from there because you got to get the trail back you got the points lots you of plastic. understand.
0: that's
1: fucking hell.
0: Pardon? I said lots of plastic, that's how.
1: Well, but it had to develop into that, right? Yeah. So, like, what are the developing points? Like, those are the things. Like, it's research and development to, like, a massive degree. Uh, gotcha. Right? Of, of figuring yeah. that out. And that's just one thing, right? But now you have all of that data. So, the next time you go into 500 AD, you have both of those to draw off of and all of the data in between. Right. And now you're trying to figure out something else and how those connect and something else and how that connects. And you start building this like library of shit, both in your head and on paper and whatnot, of how things connect. I don't think I'm ever wrong on anything I say. I think we're too lazy to figure out how things connect. And that's my fucking belief on that. That's why I don't back down. Right, well, and the other the other thing is, is that I'm a cocky bitch sometimes, and I really don't like it when people tell me that I'm wrong. So I'll find holes in their arguments and fucking make them larger so that other people can see them, like put them under a magnifying glass and go, "Look at this." I had to get past that.
0: Well, there's nothing too horrible about that.
1: No. It's just when you make people hurt because you're a dick. It's not always yeah. the best feeling.
0: Yeah. I've I've also had to c- overcome that and I'm still needing to work through all of the aggressiveness. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um I gotta go pick up my, my little child. All
1: right. Well have fun. <laughs> this was this was uh let's do let's do last words. Would it okay, okay, before we before we totally wrap up, like maybe make this your last word. What did you think of cycles and stages? The chapter.
0: Um, appreciation for every part in life, and also,
1: like, do you think you can apply to it?
0: See, learning to see um, things on the on the, like the other side, other side of the the grass.
1: Like there's two ends of a cycle of everything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Know, and like that's,
0: waiting things out,
1: oh, emotions and one. all that. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta do that. I'm doing that right now. Same. I'm waiting. I'm waiting one thing out right now, and okay. it's just basically it. I'm gonna fill my life or my the rest of my day with the things that I want to do, and complete them. And if that one thing, whenever that one thing happens, fucking awesome. I'm not gonna let it distract me or take me away I'm just going to continue living life and I think that's that be the awesome. best way to do it so have fun with your little man and we will connect soon
0: yes we will it looks like it's about to rain so I don't know if oh. the park's going to happen today But
1: oh no poor little man
0: <laughs> we're going to be painting pumpkins tonight so we'll still have fun inside
1: oh that's fucking fantastic have fun <laughs>
0: Thank you, ma'am. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right. Send a picture if you want. I will. I will. Okay. Peace out. Bye-bye.